1: I wish, in my
2: soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Ban. Tuesday, 8 August, Year of the Lord, 2023. Um, I want to make okay. Trump's being assaulted by lawfare and they're trying to destroy him. There's nothing legal about this. They're, they're shredding the constitution. They've shredded the laws. They're doing backflips to come after him. On the other hand, we have a traitor, illegitimate traitor in the white house that has taken money from the Chinese communist party. and His family's taken money from the Chinese communist party. Our, our greatest enemy existential threat, other than what president Trump says, the, the deep state or the administrative state. Um, And that's the fight, but we got to keep also driving the agenda, drive the agenda. We need these uh, pencil necks in the House, and most of them are, except for the Eli Cranes and the Matt Rosendales and and these kind of heroes, to block and block and stop any more madness from this regime. At the same time, continue to push the America first economic nationalist populist MAGA agenda nonstop. Because the C is telling you that that is the key that picks the lock. You don't see in that memo rolling AOC out or, you know, any of these, Ilhan Omar, any of them. This is getting back to kitchen table issues of which we own. We own that. Now, the Keebler elves and the McCarthyites in this crowd, they want to just go with the old Republican playbook that doesn't work. You know, the 1980s, 1990s are calling and want their policies back. It's not working now. We know it's not working. But we've got two things before us. And we are going to spend appropriate time with smart people to talk about the law for assault on President Trump, whether that's uh, Mike Davis or Darren Beatty or other people we will bring on here. But we're not going to spend an inordinate amount of time. There are other people who do it better. And quite frankly, the minutiae bores me to death on this. In addition... The one thing that we that we that we insist that this uh, trial on a 6 which I don't think will happen anytime soon. But when it does, we get to adjudicate the steal, the big steal. Right. How they stole it in 2020 and also how they're trying to steal it going f- further. And we get Jim with an amazing blowout story on uh, Gateway right now. Jim's going to join us just a second. I want to go to Darren. Darren, tell me about this piece. Um, of, of all this lawfare, and now remember what they're trying to do. They're trying to drain – it's opportunity cost. They're trying to take all the resources away from him, all the focus away from him, have all these interconnecting – you know, Fannie Willis is going to do it down in Georgia. They want, they want uh, 50, 100 different charges for 1,000 years with all these witnesses and all this to make that his focus and not having focus on saving the country. And that is what the Warren Platform's here is to make sure that we support – his salvation of our great republic. Tell me what your reporting shows now about, you're saying, the deepest, darkest part of Garland's indictments. What are they? Indeed. Well, there are many
3: dark parts, and we've covered several angles of this indictment, including the larger contextual political angle, which is, of course, the most outrageous, the fact that the DeSantis camp is effectively counting at this stage for Merrick Garland to come in and provide kind of a Hail Mary assist by burying Trump in indictments. And of course, Biden's also counting on this or whoever's actually gonna run against Trump. So we already know this. It's unprecedented, it's third world stuff. It's a banana republic embarrassment to have a corrupt, low-level, unsophisticated crime family member like Biden use his corrupt and politicized DOJ to take out a political rival. We know that but looking in a more detailed level at the indictment there's something that is even darker and certainly more ridiculous and that is this you know it effectively amounts to criminalizing quote unquote election denial the first paragraphs are dedicated to this ridiculous idea that trump knowingly lied in his statements about the election now Let's put aside the fact that, you know, this is First Amendment protected speech and it's ridiculous that they're charging him for it effectively. Let's put aside that they're using one of the same charges that they've innovatively employed against Doug Mackey, a.k.a. Ricky Vaughn, you know, the individual we've discussed Who just got convicted for a felony for mocking Hillary Clinton on Twitter. They're using the same charge against Trump as they used against this individual. Leave that aside for now. The question is, how could this corrupt DOJ have the mind-reading ability to know that Trump quote-unquote knowingly lied in his statements? And here's where it gets really ridiculous. Because they can't read his mind, they divert to saying, We must understand Trump lied because he ignored the advice of experts who are in a position to know the facts. Now, you'll love it when they present who are the actual experts whose voices are so authoritative that for Trump to even hear them say the election was fine should be sufficient to him knowing it was fine. And therefore, if he says something else, he must be lying. Who are these authoritative experts? voices who know all the facts, who are quote-unquote best positioned to know the facts? Well, number one, Vice President Pence. Number two, senior leaders of the Justice Department. Number three, the Director of National Intelligence. Number four, the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. So in other words, The DOJ claims that Trump lied because he didn't listen to the authoritative voices of Pence. A hack. Senior leaders of the Justice Department, snakes and hacks. The director of national intelligence, subversive piece of slime and lying hack and the Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency this might be the most offensive of all of these so-called authoritative voices because this is the very agency that it's recently come out in the twitter files and other documents that has was caught red-handed violating the constitution in pressuring big tech companies to censor material leading up to the 2020 election and then covering up the fact that they were doing that. In fact, there was a huge report by the House Subcommittee on Weaponization of Federal Government precisely about this agency, whose founder, by the way, doubled and tripled down on the lie that the Hunter Laptop was a Russian campaign and therefore promoted Censoring this and then when confronted with the evidence that it wasn't Russian he said I don't care whether it was Russian it's still a positive thing that it was censored and there's a whole litany of other ridiculous things that the founder of this organization so this is the organization demonstrated liars the same spooks who were acting like snakes and trying to subvert Trump from day 1 which Trump knew at that point for him not to listen to them and yet another lie telling him that the election was fine for Trump not to listen to those voices that are so authoritative that's the basis on which the DOJ concludes that Trump was knowingly lying
0: also and also also also, Bill Barr purged himself. He said he told Trump it's, it's all there. It was reported he told him in the in the um, and I think he did the J six that he gave he, he had had reports the reports that uh, you know uh, the field officers, There's no voter fraud. He said there's no voter fraud, and right. we know from the Epoch Times went to FOIA request and went to the field offices, and their return there was no report. We never did anything. The only one that didn't answer. Was Philadelphia, where Bill uh, Swain, or Bill, I think Bill Swain, who ran for governor, then after that a U.S. attorney, had sent a letter to Maine Justice, say, "Hey, we have a huge problem here, and we, I need to really take time to look into this." And they told him, "Shut up, stop, Maine Justice, Bill Barr." Uh, but B- Beatty, here's what you got to do for me. You got to do this for me. You need to go back and hit rewind. I've got to have you describe those the six those those four guys those four groups again just do that it's it's been the best part of my week so far i need to hear that forgot, no sure i need to hear it again i need to hear it again just exactly start the top said, start the top start the no didn't, just do it again do, whatever comes well, to mind cuz it was so good
3: <laughs> absolute scumbags suffice it to say but there's more to this story because this same this same tactic was actually deployed in a civil context in other, other than Ray Epps's lawsuit against Fox News going after Tucker Carlson and myself for reporting on Ray Epps. And this is, this is actually pretty amazing, the same tactic. They say that Tucker Carlson knowingly lied in his reporting on Ray Epps. How does he knowingly lie? Well, they said he knowingly lied because he, had, he uh, ignored the authoritative opinion of some corporate hack at Fox News. And wait for it, the January 6th committee. Because he ignored (laughs) the pronouncement of the January 6th committee, which is the authoritative institution on all matters related to January 6th, he was acting recklessly with a reckless regard for the truth. And here's the cherry on top. Here's the coup de grace right here. Tucker acted with reckless regard for the truth because he intentionally, he knowingly and intentionally relied on unreliable sources, including, among others, Darren Beatty, known by Fox to be a discredited conspiracy theorist. So they're saying that he knowingly lied because my reputation is allegedly so bad as a conspiracy theorist that to simply rely on my reporting is tantamount to lying. Just ask the New York Times. I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? Forget about the fact that, as we recently reported, the former head of the pipe bomb investigation came forward and basically confirmed the thrust of our reporting on that, and that's a developing story, and it'll get even worse for them very soon. Forget about the fact that the recently leaked excellent job by National Pulse, they leaked a Tucker interview with the former head of Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, who also vindicated Revolver's reporting. Forget about the fact that the New York Times was late to the party and was begrudgingly forced to admit that there are informants everywhere just like we mentioned. No, it's a conspiracy. We're so bad, Revolver News is so evil that for one FBI agent shared a story of ours and they revoked his clearance saying that they now have reason to question his loyalty to the US and now the hack lawyer, who, as I mentioned multiple times, Epps's lawyer in this case, is an employee of notorious and disgraced Democrat hatchet man David Brock. Now this David Brock, David Brock's little little puppy dog lawyer who's working with Epps, is claiming that Tucker lied because he ignored some corporate hack at Fox. He ignored the authoritative and godly pronouncements of the January 6th committee, formerly chaired by sub-literate Benny Thompson. And thirdly, and most disgracefully from the standpoint of Ray Epps's lawyer, he relied on conspiracy theorist Darren Beattie, which is tantamount to displaying a reckless regard for the truth. So effectively what you see in the criminal context in the case in Trump and a civil context in the case effectively on, against me and Tucker Carlson is that they're saying lying and saying something that the regime doesn't like is now an offense that they can bankrupt you for or they can throw you in prison. And they're gonna judge whether or not you lied on the basis of whether or not you trust the authoritative voices that the regime approves. If you don't agree with the January Sixth Committee, you're basically a liar. If you don't agree with the utterly discredited CISA or the jokes at the senior position of the DOJ or the ridiculous individual known as Mike Pence, you're you're lying. That's where what it's come to is that it's now an offense that not just that you for not listening. It's a it's
0: it's a criminal offense. Hang on for one second. I want to just, uh, get some clarity on one topic you brought up. I've got Jim Hoft here strap in. It's a pretty explosive story leading the gateway pundit. And we have Jim Hoff, the founder and publisher going to walk us through it next. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B A N N O N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold.
4: Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Yeah, uh, Beatty. This is the type of analysis you need, and that's where I'm saying you get this type of analysis, you can stop pulling your hair out. They're, they're, this thing is not just easily defeatable, but will give us a chance to adjudicate uh, the actual steel itself and the Fed's erection. But I did, before I let you go, and we got Hoffed up with this explosive story about it's 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 too crazy for me to summarize. I'm gonna have Hoff do it. Um, go back to this situation with the Hillary Clinton. And the guy just saying something, how does that tie to the Trump indictment? Hardwire that in for me.
3: Absolutely. Well, in the case of Doug Mackey, who is the uh, poor guy who was convicted of a felony for, again, it's tweeting out something that mocked Hillary Clinton. um, They used a charge that was a totally different context from its intended purpose, which was originally designed to prevent the Ku Klux Klan from physically intimidating African-Americans from going to the polls. They've stretched this definition beyond, you know, any kind of reasonable connection with its original purpose to encompass disinformation. So this is about codifying the disinformation scam into criminal law. And the specific charge is called a conspiracy against rights, which doesn't necessarily have to apply to voting rights, but in the history of the law does. And in the case of Doug Mackey, it was he was conspiring to deprive people of rights by putting out a meme that was clearly satirical, but they're saying it's disinformation and therefore it was trying to trick people into not voting effectively. Um, Even though, as I point out many times, they didn't produce a single example of an aggrieved party who was tricked by, by this obvious piece of satire. In the case of Trump, they're using the same charge They're charging him with several things, but one of the charges is the same one, conspiracy against rights. In this case, conspiracy to to deprive American people their voting rights. Same deal, same charge in effect. And now it's clear that the Mackey case, and he was arrested very shortly after Biden was, uh, was inaugurated. The Mackey case was a trial run. That's to set the precedent. That's to tee it up. And sure enough, this case, this particular type of charge that was never used in this context to basically criminalize disinformation. First, they go after the guy for anti Hillary memes. Now they go after Trump. So it's a pretty remarkable connection in that regard.
0: Um, This is third world stuff, obviously. Uh, Darren, how do people get to you? How do they get to Revolver? How do they follow you?
3: Third world stuff indeed. And, you know, Imran Khan, which we mentioned, we did an interview of him. He's now sitting in a six by nine prison cell with insects and uh, and flies to keep him company. I was the one of the last two international journalists to interview him before he was arrested by his corrupt government. So people can go to so we're we're all banana boat territory now. We're we're Pakistan now and Pakistan is us. So go to revolver.news, read this latest piece that gets into detail about the indictment. You'll be blown away. You need to understand the mechanism what they're trying to do because Believe it or not, it's not even just about Trump and taking him off the table. It's about codifying the disinformation scam into criminal law. So if you don't trust the experts that the regime thrusts in front of your face, you're lying and your lies, quote unquote, are now criminal. Go to revolver.news and read it. I'm at Twitter at Darren J. Beatty, and Revolver News is always white hot on getter at revolver news.
0: How did those experts work out? How did they work out on the pandemic? How did they work out on this financial crisis? How have they worked out in Ukraine? Everything you've been told is a bald face lie. Everything you've been told is a bald face lie by the so-called experts. bald face lies. Uh, Darren Beattie, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you coming on, making time today to do this. Everybody go to Revolver hey. and check this out. We've got to get smart on this, on these indictments. We're not going to waste time chasing rabbits on these. We're going to get down to the heart of it. Jim Hoff, explosive story on Gateway pundit. Why don't you set the table? Because this thing has taken a lot of investigations. I know we got a couple of the investigators up here, but why don't you just walk us walk us through it?
2: Right, Steve. This is a huge story, and it's. Uh, there was a great American who once said, "There are no conspiracies and there are no coincidences," and uh, I think we know who that person is. But this is amazing that this would come out now. Uh, the week after Jack Smith came out with that bogus report saying that Trump lied about voter fraud and, and election irregularities in 2020, we reported, Steve, as you know, in the past three years, we were the ones who broke the State Farm um, video for their shoving ballots, stacks of ballots, three three times through machines. We were the ones who reported the TCF Center, the, the, the video of the late night ballot drop. That was Gateway Pundit. And Gateway Pundit also was the only organization that brought you the uh, Detroit ballot box stuffers. We had video of that. Today we have this amazing report, Steve. And uh, what we have is that um, uh, some in October of 2020, um, some women brought in some stacks of these registrations in uh, Muskegon, Michigan, into the city clerk's office and the city clerk noticed that they all had the same handwriting and we're talking eight to ten thousand um she immediately had red flags she contacted the state police they started an investigation now no one has ever reported on this except for one little blip in the local news at the time well we have the police report now and it is amazing steve the the Police hold, hold raided on. The hang office. on. Hang whoa, on. Hang
0: on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I just want to make sure. In October of 2020, several weeks before the election, some women walked into a registrar a voter, the voter place in the county and dropped off 8,000 to 10,000 voter registrations.
2: We're talking about tens of thousands, we believe. But in that office, the, the report says eight to 10,000. And they believe that n- they, they don't give an exact number, but n- numerous um, of these registrations were filled out by hand. And they confronted this person, they called the police. The police then raided one of these offices. And Steve, we found out the name of the organization. It's also linked to two other Democrat organizations. Uh, one of these organizations is directly okay. linked to— hold it,
0: hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, slow down. When you say raided the office, didn't raid the registrar's office where the eight to 10,000 were, raided the office of the woman who, the women that had brought it in?
2: Exactly. They found the two offices locally that, where they were filling out these registrations. When they went into these offices, Steve, um, they found um, semi-automatic weapons— they found silencers, they found bags of these prepaid cash cards, they found, um, uh, they found burner phones. And um, so, so it's, it's unbelievable, this story. And, and we also know that this group had several offices across Michigan. We also know that this, this same group and its uh, GBI strategies had offices in other swing states. Steve, they were filling out registrations, and of course, as you know, and as Gateway Pundit has reported extensively on, this is you know they, they need these bloated voter rolls in order to cheat and steal. Yes. and I believe that that's that's yes. you know something I firmly believe. No, this it's, that's uh, what it's, we've it's, been... it's
0: it's it's the predicate when you get the to get the mail in the phony ba- ballot harvesting the mail in ballots the predicate you got to get the phony registrations. That's what they're doing in the college towns. That's they did in Nevada. That's what they did in Pennsylvania. That's what they've done. Right. That's, that is a predicate. It has to be done. But hang on, slow down for a second. The police are enough worried because the, the registrar has ins- because to drop off eight to 10,000 ballots, I mean, you, you're backing up you're backing up a, a a panel truck, right? I mean, to, to, to I take it's every day you don't get dropped eight to 10,000. Wouldn't GBI strategies, if somebody's putting up big money to do this? tell these guys, hey, maybe you ought to take them in in onesies, twosies, or maybe, maybe 250 at a time. To drop off 10,000 is a bit well, much. Isn't that going to naturally arise some suspicion?
2: Well, Steve, the other thing we found is, I mean, of course you're right. Um, the other thing we found is they weren't just dropping off these uh, registrations in the local offices. They were packaging them up and sending them to counties around the state. Can you imagine that this was going on, and then and then the uh, state officials, uh, Nessel and Whitmer and 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 Jocelyn uh, Benson are saying that it was you know a free and fair election, and all this crap is going on, and they've never reported on this. Again, we have the police report, and it's 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 unbelievable, Steve, when you when you start so really diving the, into it. When, the-
0: when the police. When the police—and this is all up on Gatewood—when the police go to GBI strategies and they see firearms and silencers and cash cards and you know—and the, it looks like a, uh, a a production house for these uh, registra- registrations, what happens to the verification of the eight to ten thousand? Were there charges brought? Did the Secretary of State get involved here? I mean, what what this seems so outrageous? Something had to have happened, right?
2: Yeah. Exactly. You know, when I started blogging back in 2004, there was a local St. Louis people who were filling out uh, registrations in a local McDonald's. They filled out seven or ten, and they were arrested. Well, they confirmed that at least 46 in this report were, were immediately. They, they saw, well, these these are bogus. And um, but no one's been charged. No one was arrested. We have the name of uh, one of the women who was dropping off these ballots. They talked to her. Um, and, and the other interesting thing, too, Steve, is uh, they were advertising for jobs out on these job sites saying uh, we're going to pay 15 bucks an hour and you can come work yeah. for us. And uh, and where's the Republican Party? Where's and, and where's the hang, FBI? Yeah. Hang on.
0: Yeah. H- hang, hang on. We'll, let's take a short break. I want to get into more of this because this shows you Bill Barr checked, though. He called all the regional offices. He checked. He had reports done. Remember, he told the president, I've had had reports done, all the field officers, nothing to see there, nothing to see, nothing to see. We'll go back to Michigan and Jim Hoft in a Gateway Pundit investigation next. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now. Because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, President Trump's lying about all this, remember. That's why they're trying to put him in prison for a thousand years. And Ron DeSantis, whose campaign is imploding before our eyes, although he's actually saying some things I think are pretty good. They're getting lost in the fact that overall, you know, he's kind of flipping. Oh, yeah, he lost. Yeah, everybody knows he lost. He lost, yeah. And Biden's legitimate. I think we'll send him down to single digits, but we'll have to see. He fired his campaign manager today. So I guess... Let me think about that for a second. We're going to do the reboot. We're going to do the reset, but that doesn't work. So we do the reboot, and that doesn't work. And then we do the retread, and that doesn't work. And we're going to do, oh, let's just fire the campaign manager. Let's do that. Um, I think you have a candidate problem. You don't have a campaign manager problem, although the campaign is completely, totally incompetent. That's not, it's not the problem. The problem is the talent. And um, where you're coming up week and he is saying some good stuff. There's some of these things are, are, are good, but like the economic program, the energy program, it's just not enough. I mean, it's 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 Trump without the fire, much less the personality. And we know because of and Maybe I'll play that later. I'll keep some time. I'll play the Steve Ducey was on the couch today. Steve Ducey is over DeSantis. He's pitching. Uh, he's pitching uh, Governor Yunkin. He's he's on the Yunkin watch. I had the. Uh, The clueless billionaire, uh, the Hungarian billionaire is on there talking about, uh, I think, talking about how he's going to give him unlimited money. And this guy's perfect, and he's a private equity guy. He knows everything. So I want to go back. uh, Jim, set the table, and I'll get Patty McMurray in here also. So GBI Strategies drops off 8 to 10, this is all in a police report, drops off 8 to 10,000 voter registrations in October of 2020 before the election. I guess it's still time in Michigan by state law to to, to get registered. Uh, the registrar is concerned enough, calls the police. The police goes and investigates. They go to this place and they've got like a uh, a boiler room. They've got weapons, silencers, you know, cash, you know, the money cards. Uh, and it looks like they got a production facility to produce. Wait for it voter registrations that maybe are not uh, filled out and done by American citizens who are eligible to vote, uh, who want to make sure they're eligible in that in that area. Uh, and there's a police report done. The last time I looked, that's almost three years ago, right? October of 2020 is, uh, you know, we're coming, up on, uh, we're coming up on the third year anniversary of it within 100 days. So, so what's been done? What, what what was done by the secretary of state was done by authorities.
2: Well, they turned as 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 we said, as I said, uh, they they uh, started an investigation with state police. Um, Jocelyn Benson's office was in on this, and then they turned it over to the FBI. And you know what happened, Steve? This is this will shock you, but um, it um, it it died. the The investigation died. They didn't do anything. Once again, the FBI. FBI was involved in election interference. Uh, They have done nothing with this, just like Hunter's laptop that goes to the FBI and then disappears. So um, this is just another instance that shows that our FBI is against the people of this country, and they're participating in stealing the elections. I think we found the culprits here.
0: So let me ask you, how do we know? Is it just because charges haven't been brought, you surmise that the FBI is not involved? Or do you guys have further reporting that show that the FBI did not pursue this?
2: It it is uh, mentioned in the report that it was turned over to the FBI, and there has been some updates listed on the report. And Patty was looking over these uh, items, but uh, the last update was, I believe, in 2022, and it says that it's still being investigated. So you know what that means, Steve. Nothing's being done.
0: Put in memory hole, Patty McMurray, walk us through your assessment of this situation. Like, who is GB Strategies? How did this all come about? And why is criminal charges not been brought on this?
1: Um, yeah, so thanks for having me. The, 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 the first point I wanted to make is that um, uh, Phil Halloran, who is in charge of the Election Integrity Unit for the Michigan GOP, brought this report to our attention. This is a police report that was foia after a citizen discovered um, that this case was was being investigated um, years ago, and he FOIAed the police report and he got the police report and the police report's pretty heavily redacted. Um, but the interesting thing is uh, that the name of the person, and this is a single woman too. Um, I want to make sure that we, we make that clear. Um, Ann M- Mesh, I'm not sure of the um, how you pronounce her name, but she's the city clerk in Muskegon. And she first received between eight and 10,000 uh, voter registration application forms from this individual, uh, one woman. And that's when she alerted the Muskegon police, the Muskegon police department then must have alerted the attorney general's office. Um, Dana Nessel, um, our lawless Michigan attorney general. She then asked the Michigan state police to become involved in the investigation. And that's kind of where the report starts because this is the Michigan state police report. And as you can see, it's pretty heavily redacted. So, um, so what they did do, though, what's interesting is in a couple different places in the report, they accidentally—I'm not sure—they left out the name of the woman who dropped off the between eight and ten thousand um, voter registration applications. And um, and in the report, um, the Muskegon um, city clerk mentions that this woman brought an additional twenty-five hundred um, voter applications, and I think it was the following day. And that's when the police started following her. Another interesting point is the police um, began tracking these individuals that they felt were involved in this ring of uh, voter registration fraud in Michigan. And they were using the same technology, the GPS tracking that True the Vote used, that Democrats and the media mocked as being inaccurate and uh, unreliable. So I think that's important to note because throughout the report, they talk about the GPS tracking that they used um, they, they started Muskegon with the report. They were able to identify that an organization was working out of a, out of a California eyewear, um, company building that had been vacated. So it was a vacant building. It was formerly a California eyewear building, and I think it still had the signage out front. So it was very discreet. Um, they started the investigation in Muskegon. The investigation left, led them to multiple cities across the state of Michigan, including Flint, um, I think Grand Rapids, Ypsilanti, um, Southfield. Um, Southfield is where they found the cache of uh, weapons, including semi-automatic weapons and, and other guns um, in, this, in this facility, where they found bags of prepaid voting cards. They identify at least one burner phone in the report. They talk about um, all the iPads that were being used by the individuals that were hired. Now, GBI strategies is unredacted in the report, which is interesting, they're unredacted twice. And the report that we have is, I think, 58 pages long. Um, but throughout the report, they are redacted. So I'm not sure why they were left um, you know, for us to see in the report twice. So we were able to find GBI strategies. And they also mentioned the owner of GBI strategies in the report, Gary Bell. We were able to determine that he, I think he's in Tennessee, um, but what he was doing is he was using outside organizations to hire these workers who were canvassing and, and bringing in these registrations. Um, I think what's really important to also note is that recently um, our lawless attorney general, Dana Nessel, announced eight felony charges against 16 electors in Michigan, who she claims cast fake electoral votes, which is completely inaccurate. They they cast an alternate set of electoral uh, votes And they did it because the investigations were not complete in Michigan, and there was, there, there was so many ongoing investigations and lawsuits being filed that they weren't comfortable um, with the outcome of the, the election. And so, therefore, they cast the alternate set of electoral votes. Um, so, recently, Dana Nessel came out and made a statement and talked about in a fake press conference why she was pressing charges, eight felony charges on these 16 individuals, 15 of which are senior citizens. Um, uh, and many of these charges carry up to 14 years in prison, each charge. But she announced the reason she was, or that, that these electors knew that there was no evidence of mass voter fraud in Michigan. Um, so it's interesting that uh, Dana Nessel's um, investigators, criminal investigators were working on this report and they were also working with um, our crooked secretary of state, Jocelyn Benson with her office um, to look at the registrations. So I, I think it's also um, important to note that once these registrations are accepted these applications these these names and fake addresses or fake identifications stay in our voter rolls until somebody identifies them so you know they can be used again in, in future elections so uh and this is just one individual that turned in between eight and ten thousand uh, applications in one day so you can only imagine the size and scope of this investigation with all these additional cities involved. And these are just the cities that they identify in this report. It could have been even more widespread than, than what we're seeing in this report. We don't know because what happened was um, at, I think it was in 20, I'm just gonna look at the report. Uh, it looks like somewhere around May 28, 2021, uh, they announced that the case would remain, the Michigan State Police announced that the case would remain open, even though the FBI had taken over the case because they believe that there was a multi-state operation taking place um, with GBI strategies and other outside organizations. So um, so those are just to kind of, you know, give a little bit of background on what we're seeing in the report here.
0: Patty, here's a question, is that you've got the Republican Party, but some of these locales are local prosecutors are Republicans, Why has it been? I understand it's up to the state police. you got Benson. You've got uh, now it's the FBI. You get Chris Ray. They're all burying it or it's all it's going to be open. I can't talk about it because it's under investigation years after the fact. Why have no Republican prosecutors gotten on top of this that could bring this could actually charge this in their locale with anything that happened? And then you could use that to interconnect and get to the entire state of Michigan and then get back to the multi-state aspects of it, ma'am?
1: I, th- I think that's an excellent question. I mean, we had a, a Republican-led uh, Senate in-house in Michigan, and the Republican Senate um, that investigated election fraud in Michigan um, released a report that um, I think everybody in, in the country knows about it, stating that there was, no, um, there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the state of Michigan. They released that report at the same time that Jaslyn Benson's office and Dana Nessel's office were involved in this investigation of widespread voter fraud across the state of Michigan. and and, and instead of saying, "Oh, th- wait, hold up. now, we've got a ma- major investigation here. They allowed that report to stand, and they actually they but- actually praised them for their statement.
0: okay, and, and but also the the House and the Senate there had direct access to the state police. They don't have to go through. Yeah, Jocelyn Benson and 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 the uh, and the Secretary of State uh, or the the Attorney General Nessel and 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 Benson should have stood up and obviously said there's an investigation going on, but the Republicans had direct access to the state police. I mean,
1: it, yeah, it, my question is: if this had- is so
0: real, how, how, if this is so real and so big, and I'm not trying to downplay what you guys have done, why are people who are put in by Republicans? Not all over this.
1: You know what? That's that's a great question. You know, we have we have a Freedom Caucus here in Michigan um, that's made up of about eight members. And, and those people have been silenced by leadership, um, Republican leadership by people like Matt Hall, who's the minority leader. Um, they, th- these people are working with Democrats behind the scenes. It's all about the next lobby job for these people. It's not about our rights as voters um, or citizens in Michigan. And somebody should be doing something
0: you can hang, um, to fight back. Okay. Just hang on for a second. We're going to get to that. Patty McMurray joins us. we got Jim Hoff, Gateway Pundit. Pretty explosive story. We'll see where it all leads. Short break. Back in a moment. You are over.
2: Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong.
0: Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis go to mypatriotsupply.com for your one week emergency food supply that's mypatriot.com for your one week emergency food supply my patriot supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy worry-free customers it comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food there's no skimping with these meals offering over 2000 calories per day don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the 1 week emergency food supply this week only 30 bucks off go to mypatriotsupply.com that's mypatriotsupply.com action 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 use your agency take advantage of this special here's your host Stephen K Bannon. okay well uh Jim, I want to get you guys both on because there's so much to go through here, and this is obviously quite explosive. Any concluding thoughts, brother?
2: Yeah, Steve, a couple of points. And, and uh, Patty, you did an excellent job um, describing what we have. Um, we also have, as Phil and um, uh, some other people have helped us, closing thoughts, Steve. We found also that they were using enterprise rental cars in their operations, which were the same enterprise cars that we found were uh, driving inside the TCF Center on election night. Um, that was also a t- uh, enterprise rental car, and we also know from this report that this organization, GBI Strategies, was also being paid by the Democratic senatorial campaign in the past, and also is um, being paid, I believe, in the report um, by Doug Jones senatorial campaign down in Alabama, and it's linked to Joe Biden also. That's the muddy quote okay. right there.
0: We'll get it. We, we, ha- we, have to, we have to have you guys back on to go through more detail. Uh, Jim, uh, how do people get to Gateway? How do they get to you on social media?
2: Yeah, thegatewaypundit.com. Of course, we're on uh, all the socials now, Gateway Pundit, um, Getter, Truth, Twitter. Um, so you can find us there.
0: Patty McMurray, a pretty good maiden voyage here to kick it off. Uh, how do people get to you, man? We'll have you back on.
1: Um, you know, I'm writing for Jim. I, I used to own 100% Fed Up, and I recently sold it, and I'm going to be working pretty much exclusively with Jim on, on stories. So um, I'm with the Gateway Pundit. That's how you can find me.
0: Perfect. I loved 100% Fed Up. Patty McMurray, thank you so much. Great analysis, great reporting, great investigation. Thank you. No voter fraud. No voter fraud, though. Remember, no voter fraud. The experts checked in. If you question it, now it's criminalized. Because the experts said there was no uh, voter fraud. So we'll get into all this with the Gateway Pundit and Patty McMurray, the great team there. Uh, Brother Lindell has just landed. Uh, the Eagle has landed. Uh, Mike, walk us through. What are you doing today on, uh, on, uh, for the election summit?
4: Well, I'm meeting with uh, quite a few officials, and I'm also going to meet with Turning Point. Um, I want to let everybody know. This plan that we're um, um, that we're revealing that's never been done before in history to secure our elections immediately and uh, big uh, you know turning point's very important to our country. I want to let these guys know the actual plan um, and uh, which very few people know, but you're all going to know. The whole country is going to know next week. It's coming up fast, August sixteenth and seventeenth. It'll be live streamed on FrankSpeech.com. Go get signed up now at lindalevent.com. You'll get the free live stream. You'll get an online gift right now if you use the referral code WarRom. And Steve, millions are gonna tune in. I wanna tell everybody, I didn't say this before, I don't believe on your show. Um, we're gonna do the 50, 50 states of the hope report, but it's all the whole event's gonna be in eighty-five languages. I want everyone in this country, everybody needs to know the hope we have and the plan we have. This is gonna be epic. Um, Look at all the stuff that you just heard there. There's some hope in Michigan right there. Um, You know, we have hope in every state uh, that uh, to to get our elections back, to secure our elections. And it's going to be amazing. Um, We have uh, Rudy Giuliani, Ken Paxton's coming, uh, Carrie Lake, uh, yourself, Steve. We've got you guys. We have all these people that they have called election deniers. And we're going to have a whole segment on how we got here and who we are. And there's millions of us. There's not um, that are out there. These are the ones that have been courageous and keep pushing forward. And these are things here. And uh, we want the whole country to watch that. That uh, wow, there's stuff still going on. I mean, there's hope to fix our election and not lose our country. Absolutely, everybody. And it's going to be amazing. And uh, uh, remember to get signed up. Lindellevent.com. Uh, we need the only way this plan fails is if people don't watch it. You guys know how the media can be. They will suppress this. They're already attacking me. They're you know, attacking my pillow. They do this stuff every day as soon as we're right over target. And they do not want this plan revealed. They do not. It's been worked on for over a year. It's never, remember everybody, never been done before, never even been talked about before ever in in the history of elections. And uh, it's gonna be amazing.
0: Give me a minute uh, before we bounce. Uh, t- we're going to turn it over to the Charlie Kirk show. In- interestingly enough, uh, give me a, a minute on uh, my pillow. How are we doing?
4: Yeah, thanks everybody for supporting us. It's our 20 year anniversary. My employees need all of your support, and uh, and we've got the anniversary pillow, the 20 year anniversary queen size for 1998, king size twenty-nine We've got the kitchen bath towel. I mean, the kitchen towels. We had the bath towels, remember? Now we have the kitchen towels are in. You can save 25% by using promo code WARROOM. We only have so many of those that we were bringing in to, to see if everybody embraced them, and they do. And they're, and they're amazing. Uh, we have over 200 products. You can use that promo code WARROOM. Everybody, go to MyPillow.com. Go down to where you see Steve in that square. Those are those are specials for the War Room Posse. And you can use that promo code WARROOM. You're supporting everything that uh, all my employees and you're supporting every dime that comes my way. What do I use it for? To fix our election platform. So you're really helping out, helping the country. You're helping employees. You're helping me in the USA. And uh, I can't say thing about it. by my, uh, my employees thank all of you.
0: OK, good luck in your meetings today, uh, Mike. Hopefully maybe try to grab you on the five o'clock show if we can. If not, we'll have you back on tomorrow morning. Go with God, brother. You're fighting the good fight.
4: Thanks. God bless
0: y'all. Charlie Kirk is next with two hours of fire-breathing populist nationalism. Jack Posobiec, and look, Jack Posobiec has done such an incredible job on so many topics. The CCP, all of it, what he really has done an amazing job in the last year and a half is break down everything that's happening in the Ukraine. All the lies, all the misrepresentations, it's all out. It's all out. It's all coming out. Uh, We're going to be back at 5 to 7, and the show is going to be explosive this afternoon. So come back here for our late afternoon, early evening show, 5 to 7. See you then. Dick Curlis from Maine. I'm going to spend a little more time with Dick Curlis on the uh, evening shows tonight. Talk to you a little bit about his background. The country music singer from Maine.
4: get to Boston town when it's winter up in Maine better check it over twice that Haynesville road is just a ribbon of ice it's a stretch of road up north in
3: Maine that's never ever ever seen a smile
0: you should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because it just might Canadian wildfire smoke has blanketed the United States reaching as far as our southern states. And with wildfire season in full swing nationwide, toxic smoke is threatening our health. EnviroCleanse is military-grade air purification that's now available for your home. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty in breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That is how you keep your family healthy. And this is why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And only EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air or you get your money back. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse air purification unit. You'll also receive the free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's 150 bucks saving. Now visit ekpure.com. Ekpure.com. Code word Steve. Ekpure.com. Code word Steve. Take action. Use your agency. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China